0: Wow, what a privilege to be in a service like this. This has just been a sweet spirit. I, you know, I, I would, it, would, it wouldn't do me any good to try to figure out all that God has done here in the last half hour or so. But I just know within my own spirit there's been tremendous things in Jesus' name. Praise God. And along with the sweetness of the spirit of the Lord here, God has given us authority. And I want to do something here tonight. I, I I feel like he can do it, and so I want him to come up here. Jeremy, I want you to come up here, and I want you to pray against the prince of this area in Jesus' name. I want you to just take your time, and I want you to pray a prayer. Praise God of authority that God would would re, is is not only restoring that to the church in Jesus' name, but He's restoring that to the individual homes in Jesus' name. So you go ahead. Pray that prayer in Jesus' name. If you want to join it, you can. I
1: believe, Lord Jesus we just come together as one we unite as one lord jesus for your word says that there's that if we unite as one that we there is power as we unite lord jesus i pray over the prince of power the, the prince of darkness of this area i pray to the north to the east, to the south, and to the west, Lord God. I push back the forces of darkness, Lord. I take authority of every principality, of every power, of rulers of darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. I pray over, over this building. I pray in every individual home, Lord God, that your grace is returning to our homes, Lord Jesus. Lord, I take authority of everything that that goes against your word. I take authority of anything that is contrary to you, Lord Jesus. I bind it, I cast it out in the name of Jesus. It is not welcome in our homes. It is not welcome in this church. It is not welcome amongst the saints, Lord Jesus. I pray that we rise above it. I pray that the truth would be spoken. That only by the spoken word is the, the... the yokes of sin are broken, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that eyes would be open, understanding would be with, of our of our eyes would be open, Lord God, and that wisdom, true wisdom, would flow from you, Lord God. Lord, I pray for anybody who's who is thinking about walking away from you, Lord Jesus, in this in this county, in this city, in the Ju- Gillette-Campbell County, Rocky Mountain District, Lord Jesus. I pray that they would get a revival, a refresh, renewing in their hearts, in their minds, Lord Jesus. Lord, we take authority of everything that stands against your word, and we claim victory in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for everything you've done. We just give you praise, and we give you glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus.
0: Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And we need to be doing that more and more often in Jesus' name. God has given us authority in Jesus' name. You can be seated in, um, and, uh, you know, I've often said in the 30-some-odd years I've been out here, two, you know, two times the uh, year, it seems like um, uh, the sensitive aspect of the evil comes to me. I've, uh, that's even an explanation. Uh, one time is in, in October, and through some research one time and with the help of the deputy sheriffs and, um, uh, of this area one time, Um, I had found out that there was was some um, sacrificing going on out here. I didn't get all the details, but this was probably within the first five or six years that we were here. And you could sense it. It had this area locked up. Literally, folks, it had this area locked up. And so God has helped us to take authority over those things. Um, And then the, the next time, the first year we were here, I think it was the... I'm trying to think of the number of what is the motorcycle rally. Uh, yeah. It might have been. I think it's more than that. I think it's in the 80s now. Um, but nevertheless, 400,000 people were out here at that time. It was a big one. They made it a big one. And, and again, I'm not here to preach against motorcycles. I wouldn't do that to you, brother. <laughs> uh, but the bottom line is that with that brings a lot of stuff. People from all over the world were coming in um, and, and that type of thing. And, and I just felt the acceleration of that. And I, at times during this time of the year, I have felt that. And it's not people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickednesses in high places. You studied those things, and I know some of you have. Uh, you find that there's certain things, certain trends and certain lines that, that the evil will try to follow in Jesus' name. And so God has helped us to, to have authority over it in Jesus' name. Praise God. That's why we need people on a regular basis to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name and to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's what, why we're here. One of the major reasons we are here, because that, that needs to be allowed to happen. I heard Billy Cole say it one time, and I've remembered it. He said "There's, there are places, he said, that might be tougher than others. He said because of strongholds. And at time, one time, he was an international evangelist what allowed him to go into all kinds of areas of the world. And so he would be experienced in that, you know. But he said there's no place where God can't move. He said, um, I'm reminded of the story in the Old Testament of one, one little old um, uh, handmaiden, I guess it was, or whatever, witnessing. You know, here's, a, here's Naaman, and he's a, a, he's a warrior. I mean, this guy's famous all over the place, but he's got leprosy, and this thing has plagued him. And she just witnessed, praise God. She said, oh, you, there, there's, there's, there's power. And I'm, I know I'm paraphrasing, but basically it turned that part of the world, just one little old witness, Jesus name and so never never underestimate God in you never do that because I'll tell you something all kinds of things can happen eight times eight times in the book of um, Revelation it mentions the fact that we are overcomers seven times in the second and third chapter that uh, every church has been reminded, no matter what their problems were, no matter what their situation was, that type of thing, they were overcomers, and they were overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, the word of the testimony, and not loving their lives unto death. But the eighth time, you'll find this is in the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation, and, 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 and it's pointed out that he that overcometh shall inherit all things. So being an overcomer is what, where God wants us. That's why he's left us here. And that ETH, as you've heard me say, in the old English language, praise God, is an ongoing thing. We overcome. That's what we do. And so I have no doubt that in your life there are challenges that are happening to you. I, I can sense that. And I'm not trying to be unsympathetic to your plight. I empathize with you. I really do. And what I mean by that is I can identify with you. Praise God. There was something that was here at this church uh, that was left over from last night and, and I could feel a tremendous uh, warrior spirit come upon me last night during the prayer. And it happens from time to time and 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 that happened again last night. But when I came to church this morning, something tried to crush me. I mean, literally. It took me a a little while to really get, get my bearings. And I'm not trying to be spooky here, folks, or super spiritual. I'm just saying it happens from time to time. But as I begin to pray again, and that's what you have to do. You have to do it again. And keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. One of the things that the kingdom of darkness would love to do for you is get you to quit. That's just where it is. And that's why you and I, we got to get back up and we got to keep doing it again, praise God, every day. And when you do that, you know, um, sometimes God comes to the rescue. But in this morning, it wasn't until I came out of the prayer room and it was a good hour, hour and a half that this was lasting and I was starting to get a little, um, you know, uh, wondering about the service. But when I came out of that prayer room this morning, praise God, I had the, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I, again, that is not me bragging. That's just me announcing the fact that that's God. Now, I understand as a pastor that, that there, there might be different aspects of that. But you as a saint of God, praise God, you can expect that in your homes. You can expect that at your jobs. You can expect that wherever you go because you're an overcomer. Amen. That's what you are. And I'm going to pray for you right now. I'm going to pray that God will help you to realize that in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I know this service is a little laid back, but I love it. The sweet spirit that is here is just incredible. Touch every mind, every heart right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Help us to understand these things. Oh, yes. Help us to agree with them, Lord God. To not let these things overcome us, but we're going to overcome them in Jesus' name. And God, I believe that. I believe that these people here tonight, maybe some that are listening online tonight, will catch that vision and catch that spirit too. But I claim it, Lord God. And I impart that tonight. I impart that unto all of these right now in Jesus' name. No matter what the problem is, they are an overcomer. Oh, hallelujah. And I expect that, Lord God. I expect good reports to come out of this. And, Lord God, as you give us liberty and as our conference comes to fruition, Lord God, I believe in the name of Jesus, people are again going to be set free. You're going to fill people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're going to refill people with the Holy Ghost. You're going to give them, Lord God, the victory in the name of Jesus. And, God, I give you the praise and the glory for it, Lord God, in advance. Yes, I do. I speak the word of faith tonight that is nigh unto my lips in the name of Jesus. It is so in the name of Jesus, and I do. I give you the praise and the glory. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, mm. Mm. hallelujah, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. And so, just take that one to the spiritual bank in jesus name open up your scriptures tonight to the book of hebrews let me read a couple of verses of scripture to you hebrews chapter number six and i'm going to begin reading there in verse number thirteen lots of things are happening in this particular chapter but i want to take a thought out of it and help you to apply it to your life in jesus name praise god as always in the scripture or as many times in the scripture the writer will give us examples of people that this has happened to. And in this particular instance, they're using the character of Abraham. Praise God. Remember Abraham? All of a sudden, for 11 chapters, you know, in the book of Genesis, God seemingly is dealing with the entire world. And I believe He always has and always will be. But at this particular time, in the 12th chapter of the book of Genesis, God kind of specifies it. He goes to an individual. And he begins to give us an account of that individual's life. Amen. Again, that doesn't mean that God wasn't dealing with the rest of the world. He just decided to give an example to one that was receiving it. Somebody who was ready for the change in their life. And of course, that was Abraham. And so uh, with that understanding, look at verse number 13, 6 and 13 of Hebrews. The scripture says, for when God made promise to Abraham, do you remember that? God promised him some pretty heavy-duty stuff, didn't he? My goodness, you know, your ancestors are going to be like the sand of the sea, stars in the sky. That's pretty big. As far as I'm concerned, well, the Bible says God made him a promise. Because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. That's God, by the way. And then it says, surely, it says saying, surely, blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. So God said that to Abraham. You catching it? Well, verse number 15 says, And so, after he had patiently endured, the scripture says, He obtained the promise. Praise God. You catching that? Abraham had this said to him. God spoke to Abraham, gave him promises, gave him assurances, And so, what Abraham had to do, what you and I had to do, or have to do, he had to endure. He had to endure until those promises came to pass. And you and I, we understand that it took 25 years. Abraham was 75 years of age when God spoke to that. And you can study that for yourself in the 12th chapter of Genesis. And so we understand, and I have, through study of my own, my own research, that 99th year of Abraham was a change. Something began to happen to him, praise God. And the scripture uses the term in the New Testament that Abraham became fully persuaded. I'm talking about every ounce of doubt was gone. Now it doesn't mean that he wasn't doubting and didn't have his times of wondering what was happening. We all know that Abraham made some pretty stupid mistakes. You know, he had a relationship with a handmaid, or with a, um, a bond woman. And, and, and what he wanted to do, and I'm not saying so much against that, but what he wanted to do was he said, why don't we just take this child and make this child the promised child? And you see, that was ridiculous. God was going to prove something. He was going to deaden something and then bring it back to life. And that's got so many ramifications for the New Testament. See, you and I, you and I were dead in trespasses. We weren't just dying, you and I were dead in them. But you know what God did? He began to raise us up again. He gave us new life, praise God, through repentance. And then he gave us a brand new praise God perspective through Jesus' name, baptism. And then he gave us a new life through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, can somebody lift up their hands right now and give God praise? Come on, I'm telling you something, enduring is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's what God wants to help us with tonight. He wants to give you strength to be able to do it right here in this service tonight. He wants to, in, he wants to give you strength to go through these things. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, mm, hallelujah Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. I feel that tonight. I feel like there is a tremendous impartation that's taken place. That God is imparting unto you, praise God. Amen. The ability to do this in Jesus' name. And so as we just read, praise God, Abraham was spoken the promises. And then what he had to do is he had to endure, praise God. You know what the word endure means in in that realm? realm? It just means to stay under. It just means to remain. It just means to persevere. That's what it means, praise God. And so there are things in life, praise God, that you and I have to make up our minds that that's what we're going to do. We're going to stay the course, praise God. I've told you this before, but in case somebody has never heard this before, I remember back, fit my, and certain decades have been kind of um, monumental to me, and just for some reason or another. When I turned 40, it was no big deal. When I turned 60, it was just another day. Here in a couple of years, or a few two and a half, so many years, I'm going to turn 70. And I'm not expecting that one to be huge. Although I might be wrong. But folks, when I turned 50, there was a few months there where I was troubled in my spirit. And for whatever reason, God was dealing with me. And one of the things that was troubling me is I knew that I was getting older. I knew that my strength was, you know, someday not going to be depleted, but it's not going to be like it was. And for some reason, I was a little concerned about that. And so I begin to seek the Lord. I I said, God, what am I going to do, you know? I said, you know, I I don't believe in retiring, but I do believe that someday I'm not going to be able to work like I am. And that's not me doubting God or that's not me, you know, putting a a wet blanket on something. That's reality. In my 50 years, i would seen that happen a lot i would seen people who, man, in their middle ages, man, they could do all kinds of stuff. But when they got to a certain age, my goodness, it wasn't going to happen anymore like it used to. So I can't tell you I was scared of that. I was just, you know, I was just saying, God, I, I don't want to go into those years and not be prepared. And so I began to seek the Lord about, uh, about plans because I, I'd already given God my plan and that plan was God, just send me a nice fat check and what I'll do is I'll put that in the bank and I'll just wait until I turn a certain age and you and I will live on the interest. That's a pretty good plan, isn't it? Well, God didn't really want anything to do with it and God introduced to me a new plan. And he said, just in this area of your life, he said, I want you to start saving. And boy, I can't tell you what that did for me. It really, it gave me kind of a calm assurance. And so what God has spoke to me about that and about other areas of my life is he said, stay with the plan. Stay with the plan. And you keep doing it in Jesus' name. And that little parable to me has really, 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 it's worked well with me. And that's what I'm doing today, not just from a monetary standpoint, but from a lot of other areas in my life. Now listen, I'm taking my time tonight. I don't have a whole lot that I'm going to give you. But what I have tonight, I really, not because I'm saying it, but because I really believe the Lord has anointed this service and this time for you to receive this. There's a sweet spirit in here, praise God, just a beautiful spirit. And I believe it's a spirit that will enable us to receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save our soul and really help us in Jesus' name. Praise God. Let me give you one more example, and then I'm going to give you three things tonight. I could give you a lot of stuff, but tonight I felt like the Lord just told me to to give these three to you tonight, that we've got to uh, have a mindset that we're going to endure. We're going to stay the course We're going to do what God wants us to do. Can somebody say amen? Amen. I made reference to this, I think it was on Wednesday night. And so for those of you that weren't here um, on Wednesday night, I'm going to make it again. And it's in James chapter number 5. James chapter number 5. Praise God. And let me begin reading there in verse number 7. Some of you will remember this, I hope. The scripture says in James 5 and 7, it says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Heard that all of my, my Christian life. I'm serious. I came into this with really one of the major reasons is because they, you told me that God was coming back. And you told me he was coming back real soon. So this is what it is. But it says, Be patient. For the coming of the Lord, it says, Behold, the husband waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it. Look at somebody and say, long patience. Yes. Until he received the early and the latter rain. It says, Be ye therefore patient, patient, establish, or strengthen is what that word really could be replaced with your hearts. For the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Now this book was probably written over 2,000 years ago. So if he was saying the Lord's coming is pretty close, what do you think about right now? And then it went on, goes on to say, it says, grudge not one against another in verse number nine. It says, Brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door, Take my brethren, the prophets, it says, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example, it says, of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. See, that's why we want to get involved in it, because I believe it will bring back some of the joy in your life that's been escaping And then the scripture says, you have heard of the patience of Job. Here's our other example. It says, and have have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. That story speaks volumes of that. Wow, Job is a great example of enduring. Now we understand he had his opinions and he said things while it was going on. Job was not a perfect man but he was a man that had some fiber. And he was a man that you and I need to to, to think about. Praise God, he stayed the course. Amen. The devil was given permission to take some things away from him, but he was never able to take his faith in God away from him. Amen, and maybe that faith got a little bit low. That gas tank got a little bit low. But I'm gonna tell you something, my, my friends, he endured. And so God gives us an example. I think we got two great examples. The mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. we got enough of that tonight. Between Abraham and, and, and Job, I'm telling you something, folks. We can stay the plan in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Would you just put your Bibles down for a second and lift both of those hands right now to heaven and ask the Lord to help you with this tonight. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord. I'm going to try to be brief, but God, I want you to get this point across. Help us to understand these areas of our lives, Lord God, that we need to just make up our mind we're going to endure until the end. In Jesus' name. It's just that simple in the name of Jesus. Father, I give you the praise and the glory. I give you all of the credit, Lord God. If we're going to be able to endure anything, God, we're going to have to have your help. And that's not intimidating. That's reassuring that you're here tonight to strengthen every individual in this place in the name of Jesus. Even them that are online, God, you can strengthen them by your Spirit and by your Word. And as always, I give you the praise and the glory in the name of Jesus. Let's just give Him praise. in jesus name praise god i commend you amen thank you for coming back tonight it does give me some precious hope and and uh and and faith in jesus name and i thank you for responding to god's word so well this morning in jesus name so glad god god is so good to us he really is praise god so endurance Amen. This is what we're we're going to talk about tonight. And the three areas that I want to just help you to understand that we must endure is an area of temptation, the area of chastening, and the area of afflictions. These three areas, praise God. Now, this isn't all of it. But I, uh, I think it's a pretty good start, and I hope that you, if you want to, you can take some notes or whatever the case is. But nevertheless, uh, with the help of the Lord, we can understand and we can, we can literally, literally, we can live um, some tremendous lives. So let me give you number one, and that is temptation. It's part of the big four. Remember that? I introduced this thought to you a while back. Remember the four T's? Anybody? Yes, Trials. Temptations is one of them. Troubles, remember that? And trespasses. Those are four areas. Now, I'm not dealing with them tonight, but this is one of those areas, praise God. Um, You understand the trials is when, when God will allow things to come into our life, and it's literally designed for us to get closer to Him. Every trial we have, God makes a way for us to get closer to Him. Praise God. And then troubles are when you and I make mistakes. And we need to discover that godly reverse gear in our lives and get back on that main road where we came off of and just keep on going in Jesus' name and learn from those troubles. And then trespasses are just very simply when you're brothers and sisters. See, the world can throw things at you and hurt you and do things like that. And yeah, it's not that pleasant. But boy, when things in the house of God happen, it it, it gets a little hairy in here. And so, you know, that the antidote to trespasses is just to learn to forgive. Learn to forgive people and let things go. No, you'll never, probably, or not never, but it'll be a while before you forget it. But even while you're forgetting things, you can still forgive people. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. But this idea of temptations, it's going to come. Listen to what the book of James says here, and I want to show you something here. And hopefully this will will help you in, in, in the name of Jesus. The scripture says in the first chapter of the book of James, and in chapter number one and verse number two, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. James kind of taken another look of it. We just don't want to have any temptations. But we don't understand, praise God, that there's a purpose in it. Knowing this, notice this in verse number 3, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And in most of the places in the book of James, the word patience and endurance are interchangeable. That's what it's talking about. When it's talking about having patience, it's talking about having the ability to endure. Amen. And so this is an important subject that James brings up and I believe it is. So counting it all joy, praise God and knowing that the trying of our faith worketh patience and then in verse number 4 something extremely important. It says let patience have her perfect work or complete work, praise God, that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. So understand, praise God, that the reason God doesn't Um, eliminate temptations, which he could. He could put you in a little glass bubble someplace and not have anything in the world affect you. But as you already know and have experienced, God has chosen not to do that. Amen. That there's something about temptation that keeps us sharp. There's something about temptation that keeps us depending on God. I made reference to this this morning. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Amen. For theirs is the kingdom of God. Never forget that. And that we understand that that, that adage is those that are totally dependent on God. And so if you and I are ever going to be good at, at, at um, you know, at enduring temptations, we're going to need God's help. Amen. And so keep that in mind, that God isn't going to abandon you. He's not going to string you out, throw you under the bus, or whatever cliche you want to use. God is there to help you. But we must understand, praise God, you know, that we must endure these temptations. Because here's what God has got for you. Look at verse number 12 in that same chapter. Come on. The scripture teaches us, blessed is the man or the person that endureth temptation. What are you going to get? The scripture says, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Listen to me, you're gonna get a crown, praise God, from the Lord. Now I believe we're gonna take them off and throw them at his feet, but the bottom line is, I'm telling you something, there are rewards that God gives, eternal rewards. And so you and I must understand that this is one area of our life that we have to stay the course. I don't care how much you try to shelter yourself, how much you try to avoid things, Temptations are going to come, praise God. But I believe that with the help of the Lord tonight, you and I can endure them. What I mean by that is we can become quicker to overcome them. They're not gonna be things that are gonna trip us up for weeks and months. They're gonna be things that we're gonna recognize right away and with the help of the Lord, we're gonna sidestep them and we're gonna go on our way. Now come on, do you want that kind of an addition to your walk with God? I believe it's available here tonight in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I impart the ability to endure temptations. That, Lord God, you are going to give us strength tonight that we have never had before in the name of Jesus. And God, I expect that to happen in the name of Jesus. I am expecting that to happen in Jesus' name. God, you are going to strengthen us tonight in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Everybody say amen. Amen. So temptations, we must endure. It's just simple. That's what it is. You must endure, praise God. The next one that I want to talk about tonight very briefly is chastening. And I want you to go to the book of Hebrews again. Chapter number 12. Amen. I looked this word up. And it's really kind of got a a deeper meaning and that type of thing. Sometimes we look at chastening as somebody correcting us, you know, and that type of thing. But it really has a a more thorough meaning, meaning to it than that. It actually has a training meaning. You know where the scripture says to train up a child in the way they should go and when they are old, they will not depart. You know what we found out that means is that once a person is raised in the things of God or has that foundation in their life, they will never, ever forget. Never, ever forget. That doesn't mean that God takes out their ability to have free will and make mistakes. It just means that that kind of a thing from the Lord, they will never, ever forget. Can you say amen? The twelfth chapter of the book of Roman or a book of Hebrews is a tremendous chapter. Comes after that beautiful faith chapter. You know, by faith this one did this, and by faith this one did that, and so on and so forth. And it's a tremendous, tremendous thing. And the scripture says at the top there in verse number one, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are combassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us, and let us run with patience. There it is again. It says the race that is set before us. How are we going to do this verse number two gives us the immediate the immediate answer it says looking unto Jesus it says the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him come on folks there it is Jesus had to do this too remember and so you're not alone he understands what you're going through it doesn't say that Jesus enjoyed the cross It doesn't say that he was looking forward to getting nails pounded into his hands. He just understood it was for a greater purpose. And because of that purpose, praise God, he endured the cross. And how many besides me can lift one of those hands and say, Thank you, God, for doing that. Come on, that's where he shed his blood for you and I. That's where the blood of Jesus Christ remits our sins. Come on, let's never forget that. Let's not forget the lesson this morning. Let's give God glory. Let's not be unthankful. Let's thank God for what he has done. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. And I want the kind that just kind of, like a volcano that just kind of, kind of comes out of me. I don't want to have, you know, and I understand sometimes we need encouragement. And we need people to lift us up a little bit. But folks, I'm going to tell you something. I believe with the help of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we have the ability to allow that to happen in our gut. Jesus said, if you believe on me, as the scripture saith, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Come on, folks, I'm telling you something. There's something already. In you that wants to gush out from what the Lord has done. Let's try that again. Go ahead and lift those hands and begin to give God glory in the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm telling you folks, it's powerful. It's powerful in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, praise the name of the Lord in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. But let me get to the crux of this matter. I get reading scripture like this as I could expouse these scriptures all night. I could preach all night with this. Because every one of these verses has got something powerful in it. But God wants me to get these three points across tonight. He wants you to help, help you to understand you can endure temptation. You can do it. With his help, praise God, you don't have to go immediately to the basement. You don't have to immediately go to the the nth degree. You can overcome these things, and it can become powerful in Jesus' name. And people will watch you. They'll watch you do this. Even if you're not even aware of it, they'll see something come into the job place or your home or around your area, and they'll know that, man, that one, that's going to get them. And they'll watch you just avoid it like the plague, praise God, and give God some glory. And it'll be a strong testimony in Jesus' name. Come on, I just gave you two examples in the scriptures that are living for a a long time. Abraham hasn't been around for thousands of years, along with Job. But boy, we still read these stories, and doesn't it give us a thrill? Come on, that's what God is doing for you, by the way. That's exactly what He's doing in your life. You're showing this world, praise God, that there are people that love God with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and God is using them in these areas. Now, let's go straight to the the, the crux of the matter. Look at verse number 5. The scripture says here, I'm still in 12, Hebrews 12, it says, and you have forgotten the exhortation that speaketh unto you as unto children. Come on, don't forget, you're a child of the king. That's who you are. I know the world looks at you and thinks you're some kind of a loser, but I'm here to tell you you're not in the kingdom of God. You're one of his kids. Come on, I'm telling you something. That ought to matter to us. That better matter to us. And so the Bible says, don't forget this. It says, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord. Now here's one of your first red flags. Come on, don't get bent out of shape when it happens. God's training you. He's allowing you to go through some things so you'll become stronger. Listen to me. You want to know what the end game is here? We're going to become like him. No, we're never going to be him because he's God and there's only one of them. But you start studying the fact that you and I are taking our cues and our pattern after Jesus. That's what's happening here. That's why it is serious for us. That's why we're not going to quit right away. That's why we're going to ask the Lord to put a little fiber in our hearts so that we can endure these things. And so God is going to do this. Come on, he's going to do this. The scripture says in in, in 2 Timothy, I believe it is, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. This chastening has to do with those last two in particular, not only correcting us, but instructing us. Come on, do you want to get to a place tonight where God can show you and tell you some things, and you're not gonna sit there like a bump off the log and say, well, you'll have to tell me 10 or 15 more times before I'm gonna do it. How would you like to immediately begin to engage yourself in the things of God? I don't know if you're aware of this tonight, but there's the Spirit of the Lord in this place to help you to have that possible in Jesus' name. I'm telling you the truth. That's why God, I could have preached on, a, on 10 or 15 different things tonight, and God said, no, I just want you to give them these three. These three. And it's not that God's going to quit here, but boy, somebody is going to get a tremendous boost here tonight because of this. And so the scripture teaches us, praise God, in verse number, number five there, that, 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 that we should not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Why? What's the big deal? For whom the Lord loveth. Look at that in verse six. It says, he chasteneth. That's what he's gonna do. He's not gonna let you become a spoiled brat. He's not going to let you go the way of the world and think that you should have your cake and a whole bunch of frosting on top every time you come to the table. God's going to help you understand there's a higher purpose there. Come on. And you and I need to get to a place where we start welcoming this instead of despising it. Instead of getting mad and ticked off and go off and pout someplace for a couple of months or whatever the case is. Come on, folks. God loves us. He cares for you, and he wants to put some fiber in your life so that you can begin to endure this, so that you can really begin to apply it to your lives in Jesus' name. And so the scripture says in verse number seven, look at the benefits of this. The Bible says if, and that's a conditional word I understand, but I believe there are people here tonight that's going to eliminate that two-letter word in their life. It's going to happen because you want a closer relationship with God. You want to see him do some powerful things, not only in your life, but in maybe some of your relatives. Come on, don't let those people that are trying to influence you and trying to take you away from this walk with God. Come on, don't let them do that. Come on, begin to realize you've got a higher purpose in your life. And so the scripture says, and I'm not just pulling this rabbit out of the hat, folks. This has been going on in here. Yeah, you guys might think I'm some dummy or that type of thing, but the Lord talks to me when I pray. He shows me things. I gave you that little lesson that he gave me here a couple of weeks ago when he said, go out and pull the weeds. God began to show me things in people's lives. And I don't spread this all over the internet. Come on, you don't have to worry about that. I'm not going to sit here and start gossiping and that type of thing. But boy, I'll tell you something, it affects my preaching. Because I'm not into canned messages. I'm not into getting into a whole bunch of notes and that type of thing and getting my best ones out there so that you guys will be impressed. No, I want to hit the nail on the head, and I believe today God has done this for me twice. He did it this morning, praise God. You talk about hit the nerve. I understand that there was a little bit of uncomfortableness during that, but I expect that. But if you receive this, I'm telling you something, you're going to have the victory. You're going to have power. You're going to have things in your life like you've never had before. Praise God. I wish there was more than just him had his hands up right now receiving this in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you something, folks. I'm not trying to, impress you. I'm trying to help you. Come on, I understand how rotten the world is. I understand how, how difficult it can be. But listen to me, my God rises to the task. Come on, He's not feigning. He's not worried. Oh, hallelujah. You can have boatloads of confidence in God. You can. I'm telling you the truth. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's not going to fail. And so this is why he's saying, in order for us to get closer, I'm going to have to train you. I'm going to have to tell you some things. I'm going to have to correct you. I'm gonna Then I'm going to instruct you. And boy, I mean to tell you, that doesn't mean all your problems are going to go away. It just means you're going to probably have a new set of them next week. But my goodness, you start that pattern. You start staying with that plan. You start doing the work, praise God. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to start discovering there's nothing you can't overcome in the name of Jesus. But the the, the reality of this is that it's still in the world. Temptation is still there. And God is still chastening us in the name of Jesus. And so it says, if you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For that, for what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? And so ladies, if you don't mind being called a son, I don't have a problem with being part of the bride of Christ. This is what it is. The Bible says in the first chapter of the book of John, they that embraced him, they that allowed the Lord to become an important part of their life, they are becoming the sons of God. That's what's happening to you right now. And boy, during the millennium period, you're not going to regret one thing that the Lord put you through. I'm telling you the truth. You're not going to sit there by the water cooler during the millennium period and say, man, God was rough on us. I mean, he was so unfair. I mean, how could he do that to me? Listen to me, folks, there's not going to be any of that kind of chatter around the, around the water cooler in the millennium period. We're going to be rejoicing in Christ Jesus. We've overcome, and the Bible teaches us in the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation that he that overcometh, you're going to get everything. You're going to have access to everything that God has. I'm telling you right now, that's where that word exceeding comes from. He's able to do exceeding, abundant above all that we ask or think. That's what you got to look forward to. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. That's why you and I, we can begin to look at this from a different aspect. And then the scripture says, but if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then you are bastards, or you are illegitimate and not sons. And that's not what we want to do in the name of Jesus. Now listen to what the Word of God says. It says, Furthermore, we have had fathers in our flesh which corrected us and gave us and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much more be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? And then it goes on to say, For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit. Notice this, folks. You're not making him a better God by doing this. This is all for you. This is what he's doing. And I understand this can be hard. Amen. But boy, I'll tell you, it's got great benefits in Jesus' name. The scripture says finally here, and I'm going to go on to the next one. It says in verse 11, Now, it says, No chastening for the present seem to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby." So along with temptation tonight, the chastening of the Lord we must endure. The last one tonight, I, 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 I don't want to spend as much time there, but I understand that I, I need to mention this, and that is the idea of afflictions. And, I, and, and, and all of us are, 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 are there, praise God. We're living in a world that is full of afflictions in Jesus' name. But the bottom line is we learn Wednesday night you know, we've got a good friend in the Lord. His name is David. We understand that, man, there were days where things were going good for him. But then there were days when it just kind of turned on a dime. And I can't imagine that. But I'm going to tell you something. David was afflicted. And what he learned to do was he learned that I'm, what is, what's, what's that saying? I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. Come on, that's what he learned. And I'm going to tell you something, that didn't take all of his afflictions away, but boy, did it give him some strength in Jesus' name. And so you and I must understand, that's what it comes down to. Now really what the word affliction in this sense is, is it means pressure. That there's pressure. There's things that will happen to us sometimes that will put us on the hot seat. But I'm going to tell you something, if you'll endure... Amen. I'm going to tell you something. God's going to give you a way of escape. Look at the scripture here. I want to show you something here in the book of Corinthians, chapter number 10. 1 Corinthians, chapter number 10. I want to show you something here real quickly. 1 Corinthians, chapter number 10. <clears throat> Bible talks about many things during this chapter, but I want to pull something out. The scripture says in verse number 13, or um, um, uh, it says, there hath no temptation taken you, 10 and 13, First Corinthians 10 and 13. It says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. I'm here to tell you, folks, that's the God that you serve. If you will follow him, if you will learn to endure whatever he's doing in your life, praise God, whether it be temptation, whether it be chastening or correcting or instructing, or whether it be in in affliction, praise God. I'm here to tell you, you're going to find your pot at the end of the rainbow, if I can put it that way. You're going to find him in Jesus' name, praise God. Last scripture tonight, and then, sis, you're going to take over, right? Awesome. I like that. In Jesus' name. Um, I want you to turn to the book of Psalms. I'm just going to end with this tonight. God is so good. God is so good to us. In Jesus' name. And I feel such a, a tremendous spirit here tonight in this place to receive with meekness the engrafted word that is able to save our soul. In Jesus' name. We talked about this on Wednesday night. The 34th Psalm is a tremendous psalm. It has a lot of information in it. I made reference to the fact that this psalm, the reason it's kind of special and especially it's applicable for tonight is that this psalm was literally written when David was going through his tough times. Amen. He was being chased by the man that he admired at one time. He was just trying to be a good good employee. He was just trying to be a good servant in Israel's army. But because jealousy can get a hold of anybody, it got a hold of Saul. And boy, Saul spent some good years just chasing after the person that was really his, I mean, his friend. And so this 34th Psalm it can, can teach us a whole lot of things because again, David wrote this while it was tough, praise God. But one of the things that David said here in verse number 19, is he said in 34 and 19, he said, many are the afflictions. Amen. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But he said, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. One of the things that you can expect along with temptation is you can expect that the Lord will give you a way out. Amen. He will give you the power and the strength to get through things. Praise God. And then he will will give you a, a way out in Jesus' name. You can expect that in Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to let Acacia take over here for a few minutes, and she's going to sing. She's got a song for you, praise God. And I, I just, I'm going to I challenge you to respond to God's word tonight. Now, I'm not going to tell you what particular way to do it, but I'm going to say we need to respond to what God is saying in Jesus' name. Go ahead, take it away, sis. <clears throat>
2: just gone through the motions, I'm sorry. When I just sing another song, take me back. forgot that you're else will do I just to where we started, coming back to where we started, where I first felt your love, you're all that matters, Jesus, you're all that matters, coming back to what really matters, just your heart, just want to bless your heart, Jesus. I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sing I you.
0: get as ministered as I did. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, hallelujah. I'll tell you what, let's end this service today by you coming down to this altar. I want you to come around the throne here, around the the altar in Jesus' name. Praise God. Mm